Animal Fire Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to the National Fire Radio Podcast. This week, the week of April 24th, this is FDIC week. I know so many don't ever make it out to the show, but if you do, come find us. We're in booth 13073 in the main hallway. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to chat with you. We're going to be podcasting from the booth in conjunction with the 2448 podcast from High Viz Lighting. We are going to have such a great time. we got a project in the works with Rev Group. we got a project in the work with Mercedes Textiles and a few other manufacturers as well. This is going to be a banner week for us at National Fire Radio. We are fired up. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast. And this week during FDIC, we're going to bring you content live from the show as well as our scheduled programming. So we're not going to miss a beat this week. While we're working the floor in Indianapolis, we want you to still enjoy the podcast. Give it a listen. Thanks for the support. And we appreciate everything that you've done. Like, share, subscribe to the audio channel that you listen to. And do me a favor, tell somebody else about the podcast. Because, man, without your help and support, we're not able to grow. And you guys have pushed us to get better, be better, and we appreciate that support. So I'm going to shut up and get off the FDIC. This is the week of April 24th. Enjoy the podcast this week, and we appreciate your support. We'll check you later. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. This episode's brought to you by Teledyne Fleer. Teledyne Fleer is the creator of thermal imaging and the fire service. This year, 2023, is the 10th anniversary of the release of their K-Series thermal imaging cameras. Back in 2013, the K-Series was launched to specifically target firefighters and making their job more effective and efficient by using thermal imaging technology. Ten years later, they're bringing so much more to the table with a multitude of cameras that help you on a situational or tactical decision-making. They make a camera for every position on the fire ground. Check out Teledyne Fleer. They bring so much to the table in the world of thermal imaging. And at FDIC this year, 2023, you can find them in booth 443 with Teledyne Gas and Flame, as well as you can find them in their partners' booths, 1201 with Team 3457 with Darley, and of course, you can find them at the Whitmer Fire Store, 110 and 111. Look for Teledyne Fleer this year at FDIC 2023. Ask them to show you the product and talk about thermal imaging because it is the technology that pushes the firefighters forward. Anyway, Teledyne Fleer, a great sponsor and a part of the National Fire Radio platform. Hey everyone, Jeremy National Fire Radio. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's a lot of fun. Uh, I got an, I don't want to say an old face because it's not a nice <laughs> thing to say, but an old friend that I've known for several years now um, who has become a, a dear friend of, of mine. And we don't get to talk that much, Jason, but uh, when we do, I do enjoy it. Um, you've been a, a supporter. You've been a supporter of National Fire Radio for quite a long time. Uh, since our inception, really, um, we've had some great conversations um, and a lot of back and forth. So I appreciate all that. Jason Messerschmidt, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, I, did, you, did you call me old in there? Is that, uh, is that what you I know, <laughs> we might have to go back and redo the beginning. But, you know, yeah, listen, I think, uh, part, yeah. of, part of doing these podcasts, man, is, you know, sometimes, you know, the foot goes in the Actually, all the time, the foot goes in the mouth. But I got an old that. friend, not an old face. That's what it was. You old <laughs> there you go. But there you go. Anyway, okay. brother, welcome, welcome to the podcast, man. It's always you, fun man. to catch up with you. Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, it, it, it's uh, 
you know, it's been a long time coming, right? And yeah. you know, to see where to see where all this has gone for you <laughs> and the National Fire Radio team has been, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations to you and your entire team and you Thank know, you. really appreciate you inviting me in here for this conversation. Of course. Well, I, I'm a firm believer that the only way we push this job further is when we have solid relationships, a good foundation, and we find like-minded people. And in this case, too, not just yourself, but the brand and company that you work uh, on behalf of is Teledyne FLIR. And, and FLIR yeah. has been a big name in thermal imaging and advancing the technology within the American Fire Service. And so today, the conversation really is about you, but it's also about the brand and the company and the yep. commitment they have to public safety and especially firefighting. And yeah. so um, I know you got in what's fun. What's fun for me too, is when guys are in higher up positions within companies, but they're still rooted in the fire service. And for you, yeah. 25 years in the fire service, uh, you're a volunteer fireman, which I love because that's near and dear to my heart. So 25 years of riding fire trucks, you got eight years yeah. with FLIR right now. You're the senior director of sales um people recognize the FLIR name Teledyne FLIR is now the corporate name uh there were some acquisitions yeah. recently and so on so you know a little bit of change but still the same very much the same commitment to the public safety genre yeah absolutely you know names names change over the course of time but commitment certainly stays the same right like we're still you know we're we're still building everything from a 250 dollars cell phone adapter to you know military scale you know, thermal gimbals that, you know, help state police and the yeah. government. I mean, it's just, I, I love working here. I love the technology. It's so cool to see some of the stuff that we do and, you know, the benefits of, you know, saving lives and livelihoods, you know, really resonates with me because it's not just the fire service, but, you know, in different parts of our business, we really provide a service that benefits, that benefits people. You know, you mentioned technology. Um, technology often can become a scary word in the fire service. We're steeped yep. in tradition. Uh, we've done things for a thousand years the way we've done things. As we advance, and obviously, you know, we are a technological society more than ever now. Technology yep. changes so fast. The curve changes so fast. And we're not we're not the type of people that want to change with it as quick as we can. We do, in the, we, you know, it's funny. We do in our personal lives. Right. Yep. If you think about how much we pivot very quickly in our personal lives with technology, yeah. when it comes to the fire service, we're quite resistant. Um, yeah. You and I were chatting about technology and how it's come a long way in the fire service. And FLIR was a, a, a longtime influencer of that when it came to thermal imaging. I mean, you and I were firefighters when thermal imaging became a thing. I mean, I yeah, remember I when it wasn't. And, and then yeah. overnight, it became the newest thing that we all needed to get on board with and understand. Talk to me a yeah. little bit about that, like your early days. I mean, you weren't working for FLIR 25 years no. ago. So nope. what I was literally working for uh, our local municipality back then. Yeah. You know, in the summer during my high school off time, I would work for the municipality and run as many fire calls as I could. And, uh, you know, I remember, I remember one night sitting at the firehouse and, uh, the air pack guy come and do a demo because we were upgrading from our old two A's, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, with the monster hoses yeah, and everything yeah, on absolutely. them and we were upgrading from those and they laid everything out in the table and there was this really cool, big toaster looking thing. And I'm like, <laughs> what's that? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, that's a thermal imaging camera. I mean, it was, you know, it was completely new at the time. Right. Nobody knew what they did. Right. Nobody knew how to use them. It was just completely new. 
and it cost an absurd amount of money. It did. And, uh, you know, we're one of the better off companies in, in the, in the County that we, you know, reside in. So we ended up buying one and with our air pack purchase and we financed it and everything else. And we, you know, five-year loan payment and, yeah. you know, $30,000, but I can vividly remember getting all these extra fire calls. Cause we would go on, you know, mutual aid calls for other departments calling us for our thermal imaging camera. It was wow. so awesome. Because right. it was awesome to me because I got to run the fire truck a lot more, right? It was, yeah. it was great times. But, you know, over the course of time, you know, it's like large screen TVs. First one I bought was like $3,000, right? Right. Now you go to Walmart and replace one for 250 bucks. It's better quality. Yep. It's, you know, bigger. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. and the fire service technology has really come along the same way, you know, being able to put more cameras in more people's hands for a percentage of the cost that we paid back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. And I remember this very much the same type of, of ordeals growing up in the firehouse yeah. and, and how technology has really come a long way. And the original days of those thermal imaging cameras, I mean, these things were the size of toaster ovens, you know, yeah. and, and they were, yeah. you know, clunky and expensive. Um, yep. And of course, with technology comes advancement and, you know, yep. smaller units and the price tag comes down and so on. But I think a big part of it too was... I, I, I think, you know, setting up the conversation of talking about technology and being traditional in the fire department values, we really need to educate people about the functionality and importance yep. of these cameras and the technology yep. and not demonize it. Usually when people are uncomfortable or they're not familiar with something, they demonize it. It's They put it yep. to the side. They don't want to deal with it. They, they, uh, they believe the mistruths or misnomers about it. Um, yep. But, you know, Education, where does, like, as technology has progressed in, in a company like Teledyne FLIR, as you guys have progressed through the industry and public safety, I mean, you have such a wide array of offering now on different types of cameras and technology yeah. that comes with each one. Um, how do we, how do we, how does Teledyne FLIR approach that conversation with the fire service about the product offerings you have today while respecting that traditional mindset that still exists? You know, one of the one of the things that I think we do really well is, you know, like myself being involved in this division, we yeah. have guys that are grassrooted in the fire service, right? They have some firefighting background. They've been in the fire service a while. You know, they understand the needs of a, of a fireman and a firefighter and understand the job, you know, and, and a lot of our distribution channel is the same way. You know, how many people do you know that are distributor sales reps that are also full-time firefighters? You know, that's pretty very common in this industry, right? Part-time sales guy for yeah. a local distributor, right. full-time fireman in, you know, city XYZ, you know, so a lot of knowledge goes out with the cameras. And also over the course of time, we've seen a ton of, you know, um, companies that came up through the ranks have really taken on a deep, deep understanding of thermal technology as a whole what the benefits are, what the cons are, you know, how to use it, how not to use it, where it works, where it doesn't work. And they've, you know, they now provide, you know, online training, in-person training, you know, you don't always have to have a live burn building to be able to get really in-depth thermal imaging training out there now. Like you can yeah. get it without having access to because we don't all have access to a burn building right that's right live live fire is great for training but not everybody has access to it so 
you know, we get, you know, you talk about like the dollhouse burns and things sure. like that. You get creative and you can, you know, vividly see how that thermal imaging camera works, what you can see, what you can't see. It's not x-ray vision. Don't believe the stuff that you see on TV. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's got its pluses and it's got its things that you need to be aware of so you don't get yourself in trouble with it, right? Yeah, I mean, like all, like all technology, there is limitation, yep. right? And, 100%. And, and I think that that's just as important of understanding. You know, there's that fine balance in firefighting between you know, relying 100% on your senses and then including yep. technology to that, there needs to be able to, a way to find that fine balance between technology yep. and hand-on practicality, right? Yeah, it's it's like a Halligan bar. You you take a you know you take a Halligan bar in with you every fire that you go into, right? You wouldn't you wouldn't leave the truck without it. Like right. you go in every single time with it. You don't use that tool every second that you're in that building. Right. And neither should you use the thermal imaging camera for every second that you're in in that building. You get tunnel vision that way. You know, you rely on your senses. You use it as an added tool. You know, do we really need eye watches? No, but it's a cool little tool to have. Yeah. Right. Like, do we need <laughs> yeah. iPads? No, right. you don't need them, but they're cool little tools to have. We don't use them 24 seven. We use them to supplement everything else that we do on a day to day basis. And that's the way thermal imaging in my mind should be looked at as it's a supplemental tool to enhance your ability to do your job faster, safer and yeah, more efficient. Yeah, and that's very well said. I, I couldn't agree with you more for sure. And I think that's where the education then is yes. super important, right? Um, yep. I know that, uh, you know, I've done some other projects with you guys in the past. We did a um, an online, uh, you know, training session we did uh, during mm -hmm. COVID, which was a lot of fun. And that was yep. a lot of the conversation was understanding that Teledyne FLIR gets behind the educational aspect too, that you guys are not just selling cameras and walking away from it. You know, yep. you're looking at making sure that the customer is educated. And if not, you're going to help them find the resources they need to educate them on the product. Yeah, and we have plenty of direction to point them in. You know, one thing that, you know, I thought when I came to FLIR, I knew a lot about it. On, I knew a lot about thermal imaging, right? I come here, I was working for thermal right. imaging companies in the past. I'm a fireman. I know everything, right? I came here and I took a, we have a industrial training side of our business called ITC. And I took what they refer to as a level one, level one class, which is just the basics of thermal imaging and principles behind it and things like that. And I took that class. It's a, it's a four day class. It's in depth. You got to take a test at the end of it. And I'm like, oh man, I hope I pass this test. I don't want to get fired. <laughs> you know, first week on the job and I'm taking this test. And, uh, you know, I thought I knew a lot about thermal imaging, but the people that teach these particular classes, wow, amazing, right? I mean, I got such a better understanding of the technology. Practically, the class had nothing to do with myself and the fire service, but understanding the fundamentals of the technology, right. it was fantastic. There's tons of online classes where you can understand thermal imaging fundamentals. And then there's also many people in the fire service now that provide in-depth training to you know, fire departments regarding, you know, the use and practicality of thermal imaging cameras in the fire service. So in my mind, it's a benefit of the both things where you understand the technology, you understand its pluses and its limitations. And then you also take, you know, take it to understand how it benefits your specific job. Yeah. And, and so you use some practicality. I love that because that kind of segues into where I want to go with this. I mean, I'm a fire chief. I'm a purchasing agent. I'm an assistant chief. I want to, I want to outfit my guys with thermal imaging cameras and I start doing some homework. 
Yep. How the hell do I figure out what I need or what I want? What's required for the position that I want to put that camera in? Because like technology, I mean, yep. you have so many options and opportunities in front of you. It's very hard to, as a, as a person that might not have a tremendous amount of experience, you have to educate yourself on what you're looking for and then be able to purchase. How can Teledyne FLIR help the customer that way? How do how do I, a small town fire chief, understand what cameras I need? You 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 want somebody to come in and give you a hands-on demo, right? You know, that's always the best way to understand the differences in the technology, you know, between what I would refer to as the situational type cameras, yeah. which at a high level are usually smaller. They have smaller screens. They're, you know, a lot of times lower resolution, you know, and they have you know, more disadvantages than your high-end tactical type cameras. You know, you look at a high-end tactical type camera like our K55, where it's a 320 resolution, you know, high frame rate, large four-inch screen, you know, it does all kinds of things that you can make it do or take out and make it not do. But in my mind, I, I look at going in with a team of three guys into a fire, you know, you're a volunteer just like I am, Jeremy, right? Yeah. You know, we don't get a ton of structure fires throughout the course of the year. We get a handful of them, right? And most of them are at three o'clock in the morning. Everybody's just waking up. You know, they're all pumped up yeah. because they're getting a working structure fire call. You know, I want my guys to keep it simple, stupid, right? I want them to be able to turn the button on, see what they're seeing and understand what they're seeing. And also when the three guys go in, we give them all portable radios these days. We yeah. give them all their own bunker gear these days. They obviously have their own air packs these days. You know, all these things that are basically personal issue, you know, radio to be able to talk to the outside, bunker gear to stay protected, air yeah. pack to be able to breathe. The one sense that we don't give every single firefighter is the ability to see. Yeah. You know, think think about that, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I have. Give them you know, I, I spend, I do the same thing at my firehouse that you do. I do a lot of the purchasing and research yep. and things like that. Cause I get to go to these shows like FDIC and sure. whatnot. And so I get to see more stuff than, you know, my normal guys do, but I spend $5,000 on portable radios. You know, right. And we, don't, and we don't think, you know, and it's just the norm. It's, we it's need just them. the norm, we right? Right. We, we, we need them. We have to have them these That's days, right. right? I spend $7,000 on an air pack. Need them, have to have them, right? You know, I mean, we now offer thermal imaging technology from a, you know, a situational awareness type cameras that are sub thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you were paying $30,000 for one camera, one camera that was like a massive yeah. toaster oven that took three people to carry. Now, <laughs> yeah. for sub $10,000, you can basically put a, you know, tactical camera in your officer seat and outfit every single riding position in the back so there's no excuses anymore right like that's you know we as a company we as a company have made it affordable more than affordable to put one in every single position i think what's important is to educate about that right because yeah. you know you keep mentioning situational versus tactical and i want to get to that yeah. so you can really give us a sense of what the breakdown is and and so on but a situational camera is a cost-effective uh, yep. thermal imaging camera that can allow for a backstep firefighter to have yep. awareness in zero visibility. It's really an awareness camera, correct? It is. Yeah, hundred percent. And I look at it as it's my what if camera. What yes. if I get separated from my crew? 
What if I fall through a floor and end up on the floor below? What if that room is getting into a really, really bad situation? I have to find a secondary means of egress very, very quickly. I can do it way quicker with a thermal imaging camera in my hand than I can with just my senses and feeling around and doing a right-hand search, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it gives me the ability to see things that I couldn't see before. Not the highest resolution camera, but it's always something that I have in my pocket. I have strapped to my air pack, something, and it's my what-if camera. If I'm lucky and nothing goes wrong as a backseat firefighter, I may never use it. And I hope not to have to use it because if I have to use it, it's probably a crappy situation. Yeah. I've lost touch with my crew. I fell through the floor. I got disoriented, whatever that may be. That's when I'm using that what if camera. You know, we spend a ton of money in the fire service on what if, right? What if this building collapses? What if that tanker truck that drives through my town explodes? What do I need yeah, when that happens, right? right? Yeah. Spend a crap load of money on the what if, you know, this is sub thousand bucks, you yeah. know, to, to give somebody the sense of what if, Yeah, you know, and no, that's, that makes that's sense. And, and invested. You, you and I, and I, I'm a firm believer too, as I've gotten to know the brand and, and thermal imaging, and I know guys that teach it and I've had, I've taken some advanced classes on it to really understand because for me, I still don't feel confident enough in my skills yeah. to use the camera, I think, to its full potential, right? And, yeah. and understanding that if you're not using it every day in those types of environments, yeah. when you do need it, it's more of a um, common sense approach, right? Yeah. Which you guys have done. You've made the camera simple, easy to use, right? Functionality yeah. of it, you know? Um, but for me, I'm thinking, you know, the question of... Uh, portable radios for communication you know i remember the day when we're like we don't want everyone to have a radio because we don't yeah. need everyone talking on the channel now we're in a, at a position in the fire service where we've come to realize that because you have a radio doesn't mean you're talking on it it's for listening monitoring understanding and god forbid if you get jammed up it's used to get out yeah. of it right if you can yeah. and so we provide those tools to our firefighters every riding position for the most part gets a portable radio if the department can yeah. afford it, right? If that's the culture yeah. there. Why are we not providing situational cameras for each position too, right? Because at the end of the day, it's just like the just like the radio. doesn't mean you're going to use it at every fire, but you have the Correct. ability to have it on your person when and if you need it. And I think, I think that- part of it, Yeah, part go ahead. Of it's still a Part of it's still a fear of technology, right? Sure. You know, in the fire service itself, because in our personal lives, you know, you buy a cell phone, new cell phone every 12 months, right? You yeah, want the latest, yeah. coolest thing that comes out. Yeah, I got I, kids. I, trust me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> my, my daughter gets one every like nine months. You know, she's buying it before Apple even creates it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so and I think in the fire service, we, you know, we're a little more hesitant on the adoption of technology, right? Yes. We like that grassroots stuff. We like yes. that simplicity. And you can have all that, but still update those tools, right? You know, if they came out with, you know, some new cool, you know, device that wasn't electronic based, like some new fire hose or something that that fl flowed twice amount of water right. out of a out of an inch and a half as it does a two and a half. Right, right. Our departments all over the country would buy it. Yeah, right? we need like, that. We tomorrow. need that. We need that. We need yeah. that. 
but it's not the same adoption rate for thermal imaging cameras. I mean, thermal imaging cameras in the fire service, you know, have really, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, they were really expensive and big. You know, mid 2000s, they started to come down in price, they started to get smaller, you know, and now we're here in, uh, you know, 2023. And there's everything from a, a camera that weighs less than a pound that fits in the palm of your hand that's not much bigger than a cell phone that you can fit in your radio pocket if you yes. really wanted to, you know, so the the ability is there. And I think it goes back to what you said, educating the fire service on it's okay to adopt this technology. It's not, you know, it's just like radios. They're not going to talk on it all the time. Right. You know, that's making the awareness on your practice night, on your meeting night, on your, you know, whatever, and just, you know, get used to using it. Like we, at my firehouse, we fill up our hall with fake smoke and we send the guys in there and we'll, We'll send them in there without a thermal imaging camera, make sure they still have the fundamentals of what they do on, you know, what they're supposed to do without the technology and we'll time it, right? And then we'll send them in there with a thermal imaging camera and explain to them the benefits of using it, when to use it, how to use it. And then we'll time them again and show them, listen, you cut your search time down by 33%. Right. You know, I'm getting old, I'm getting out of shape. <laughs> you know, my 30 minute bottle lasts yeah. me maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, so a time is of the essence. If or the victim my job, laying on the floor that doesn't have yeah, those, you know, the have of having protection, right? That 33%, yeah, you know, cut in, in response time to them, you know, being able to see them across the room instead of doing a search, looking for yeah. them, you can see them, you know, I mean, you're giving them a much better opportunity of survival. Fully agree. I mean, a time is of the essence and we all know that. You know, yeah. and it's, you know, self-rescue for the firemen themselves, sure. you know, rescuing sure. victims, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, all that time matters. Yeah. Every ounce of it. And in virtually no other industry in the world does it matter as much as it does in this industry, in my Agreed. opinion. Agreed. I, I agree with you. I, a couple of things you said there, which impressed upon me too, right? When you think about it, you know, you mentioned a Halligan bar before, which is a staple tool of the American Fire Service. Right. Yep. But we still need to train with it. We still need to work yep. with it. You know, the, but when you use a Halligan often, right, which we use quite often, you know, we yep. get pretty comfortable with it and we know what yep. we can do with it. And then we can get creative with it, too. The camera is another one of those tools, though, where we can't leave it in the charger and just use it right. when we think we need to use it. We need to be handling it, holding it, putting it on our gear so we understand yep. how it feels and carries as yep. well as the form, fit, and function of it, using it on that fire ground. Because ultimately, when you go to push that on button because you have a reported victim trap, but you don't use it on all your other fires, right? Yep. You're not going to be comfortable with it. You're not going to be comfortable yep. with the actual piece of equipment or the technology. Yeah, at my firehouse, it's it. If I hear if I hear on the radio, bring the tick in the building, which means they <laughs> left it in the which means they left yes. it in the truck charger. That's right. Whoever whoever I catch on the radio That's is right. buying beer, right? Yeah, they're buying I, beer they, for everybody. Yeah, That's they're their like, punishment. Hey, go outside and get the camera. We can't yeah, see exactly. the radio. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's so hilarious. I mean, take it and not even just for fire calls, right? You're right. Take it out, you know, take it out for you know car accidents, yes. checking seats. You know, take it out for smells and bells calls, overheated circuit breakers in a basement, 
Right. You know, take it out for everything. It, it, it should, in my mind, it should be with you no differently than a helmet, right? Yeah, I you agree never leave the apparatus without your helmet. Don't leave the apparatus without your tick. Yeah. Just that simple. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, this is the 10th anniversary of the FLIR K-Series camera, which is the yep. uh, public safety firefighting camera, right? The K-Series. Yep. Uh, I yep. think a lot of people are familiar with them. It goes from a K1 up to a K65. I think there's like six or seven cameras in the range there. there is. And obviously yep. from the K1, which is a much more situational, that's that radio, or I'm sorry, the uh, camera that you and I were talking about being a personal issue, basically, you yeah. know, like a, like a portable radio, right? That this yep. is something yeah, for sure. that is cost effective for each firefighter. <clears throat> uh, and it allows them to make situational decisions based yeah. on what they can see in front of them, right? You know, and we pay, we see people, we see people, we see it at trade shows, we see it with online activity, you know, I mean, plenty of folks whip out their American Express card and buy a leather helmet because their department doesn't <laughs> issue it, right? I mean, I've, I'm, you're I'm 100% as guilty, right. I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, yes, right? Yes, you know, yes, you're 100% right. $700, $800, $900 to buy a leather helmet that sits on my mantle behind me, you know, so, you know, you get a thermal imaging camera that's, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars. We yeah. see that happening as well, right? So, yeah, you know, we see a lot of online transactions for the K1. We see a lot of people buying it for themselves, personal issue charges like a cell phone. And I think, you know, as old dogs like me and you, as you brought up at the beginning of this, you know, <laughs> as as the folks that are following us in the fire service, and it's that younger generation of the early to mid twenties that were basically born with iPads in their hand, right? Like yes. my son's 10. That's right. And I go to him. I go to him for tech support all the time. hundred percent. You know, Hey, can you fix my phone for me? That's right? right. You know, he's 10, but he was born with an iPad in his hand. Right. And, you know, as those particular, you know, group of people run up through the fire service, you're going to see more and more of an adoption of the technology from all the way from the tactical cameras to the situational cameras looks for us as, you know, K1, K2, you know, situational type cameras, you know, K33 and up, you know, those are your more tactical type cameras where they come with higher resolution, they come with added benefits, features and functions, you know, and it's up to you as a department to decide, you know, what's my level of maturity with thermal imaging technology? Do I yeah. just want to point, do I just want to point and click? Or am I going to get really in depth at a hazmat call? Am I going to use a recording feature for training? You know, what am I going to do with that camera? You know, do I need to spend $7,000 or do I need to spend $2,500? You right. know, and that's your department's choice, right? But that's why we as a company, you know, provide this wide array of cameras because if you look at the fire service, there is a wide array of adoption, you know, capabilities and funding capabilities when you look across the U.S. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and that's that situational tactical conversation again, yep. right? And so uh, you mentioned some of your very popular cameras, K1, K2, K33, and then it goes yep. up to K45, 53, 55, and 65. Yep. Let's talk. Let's break that down just a little bit so we can give a little education behind the situational versus tactical. So we, we talked a lot about the situational, which is really just that very much that. Right. It's a situational yep. camera that can give you situational awareness for your surroundings, your environment, uh, yep. things like that. Right? What, it's, if, it's what if camera? The what if camera. When you start talking about more of a higher performance, that tactical camera, 
Um, I'm thinking more about command officers, decision makers, safety officers, command staff, uh, yep. people that have more responsibility on the fire ground than putting water on the fire or searching for victims. These are people that yep. are looking at building construction, fire yep. conditions, things like that, yep. correct? Uh, higher resolution camera provides you more details. The more things you can see, you know, as an officer, you know, I'm, you know, going down a hallway with my crew, my crew's my responsibility. You know, I'm making that go, no go decision. I want to be able to see the flow path of the fire. I want to see how far down the high heat's going. You know, I want to see if 300 degrees is three foot off the floor or if 500 degrees is three foot off the floor, yeah. right? That makes a big difference in my decision on how further, how much further am I going to yeah. go with me and my crew? <clears throat> you know, so with the higher, higher end cameras, you get up into your 240 and 320 resolution cameras with our flexible scene enhancement provides you extremely visible, vivid detail that helps me make those particular decisions. Cause I'm not making decisions just for myself at that point. I'm making decisions that affect other people. Well, I love that. That's really good. I mean, I'm just reading through some of my notes cause I want to make sure we're hitting all the points, but I mean that those are really good talking points because when I talked about being that small town fire chief, making those purchasing decisions, right? Those are the, these are those conversations that need to happen, right? Yeah. I need to understand what purchase is correct for what position within my department. But I will say this too, regardless of your funding, right? It's buy what you need and what you can afford because correct. any thermal imaging is a situational camera is better than no situational camera, right? Correct. And, and so on. So, I mean, that's important because I think we're at a time where technology has immersed itself enough in the fire service that fire departments need to understand and embrace thermal technology. They yep. need I to. Mean, I, you know, I've seen it in rural Pennsylvania where the department is very underfunded. Yes. You know, don't get a lot of calls, but, you know, just really underfunded, no tax base, no nothing. They're doing chicken barbecues to, you know, pay the electric bill, right? Yeah. You know, they can't afford a K55 or a K65 tactical type camera, but they don't have one. Okay, buy a K2. You know, if that's what you can afford and it's the one and only camera you're going to have, a situational camera is better than no camera at all, in my opinion, right? Yep. You know, you, you know, we all have budgets that we have to stay within. We don't have an endless amount of funding. We can only serve so many chickens at a dinner. You know, and we can only make so much money, you know, so you you buy within your budget and you within your means. The great thing about today is, you know, we've been able to use the power of production. Teledyne FLIR is a huge company. We're a multi-billion dollar corporation. We invented thermal imaging. You know, we build cameras for industrial uses. We build cameras for scientific use. So we have the power of production to be able to drive costs down because some of the same components are used in each of those cameras, like our detector fabrication facilities in Santa Barbara, California. So we make our own detectors. Yeah. We utilize in our products. We also sell them to some of our competitors, but it's our technology. So we can use, instead of building a hundred of them as a one-off, we're building 10,000 of them. Yeah. So it really drives our cost down where we can offer at a very affordable rate a camera to fit your needs, which is, you know, which is one of the things that really drew me here in the first place eight years ago, our ability to change the fire service 
you know, changed the adoption rate of thermal imaging cameras, I personally think really started with us in 2013 when we came into the market with a K40 and a K50 at FDIC with a 10-foot booth and said, here's this $5,000 camera with a beautiful image compared to the $15,000 cameras that are on the market. Yeah. And we turned this market upside down in a matter of 18 to 24 months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the timing was right too, right? The technology was there and the movement was yep. there, right? People yep. understood the importance of making our job better. And if it's dependent upon not just our own personal skill sets, but also technology, I think the timing was right. And the introduction of the K-Series back in 2013 really changed the game in thermal imaging, I believe. It did. And I, I think it changed the entire landscape of the fire service in regards to technology adoption. I mean, it's you know, competition in the fire service is a good thing, right? Yeah. Because it brings us as, <clears throat> you know, speaking from an end user standpoint as well, competition is a good thing. It drives costs down. It drives quality up. You know, it provides you added benefits that you wouldn't have had otherwise. If one person controls the whole thing, you're going to get what you've always gotten and that's it, right? You're not going to get the drive to get new things. And since 2013, We've seen a lot of changes in the fire service in regards to technology adoption, much more than we did prior to that. You know, now you have, you know, situational cameras versus tactical cameras. You know, in in early 2000s, we just had cameras. Right. And, you know, right. <laughs> you know, right. now 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 we now we have multiple different cameras for multiple different positions, multiple different functions. You know, utilizing it on a 360 of the house as you're coming up on scene, you know, being able to better pinpoint where the seat of the fire is. You know, we have technology that as an officer allows you to do that much better, much quicker, and actually give your guys a much better education before they go into that building. Yeah, I love that. And I think that in, in all of that package with an educational piece of what the product does, but we still need firefighters to be firefighters, right? Exactly. And we want to give you that tool. It's a supplemental tool, like you said earlier, to make your job more effective and faster. I love it. Yep. I train love it. with it, train without it, right? Because, you know, <laughs> what if you forget to charge the battery or, sure. or the, you know, it's a piece of technology. Every once in a while, my phone dies, right? You know, your camera could potentially die. These things aren't bulletproof. I don't care whose camera it is. That's you right. Know, it could it could die on you in the middle of a fire. So don't be so reliant on it, you know, that you can't function without it. So you still train both ways. You just learn that that tool is there as an added benefit to help you do something quicker and more efficient. Yeah, I love it. Very well said. Very well said. <clears throat> well, so what's next for FLIR? I mean, we're 10 years in in public safety. I know technology is just, I mean, it just keeps yeah. going, right? So I can only imagine what's on the horizon for us in the fire service, let alone the private manufacturing sector that you guys are in too. Um, yeah. But there's got to be a lot of excitement right now. There is. There's a, a lot of really cool things going on. You know, you know how to take advantage of you know different senses and different applications. You know, different resolutions with different technology built behind it. Form factors. I mean, we build a we build a lepton detector that basically fits on the tip of your finger, right? I don't even you know what know. that is. I love it. it I yeah, love it's it. just a, it's a yeah. little lepton thermal detector that goes right. in our K2 and our K1. 
it literally fits on the tip of your finger. Is that right? You know, yeah, the old BST style uh, detectors, they were like hamsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, right? You could hear it clicking in the tick, right? Holy cow. So technology just advanced to the point where, you know, the future's unraveled. We can put it anywhere, right? We can, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really, really cool what's going on in the fire service, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, what the future holds for us, how we can better our jobs. You know, we're aggressive firemen in the U.S., right? And I love that about us in the U.S. I sure. think that's great. And that's, Absolutely. you know, that's different than the rest of the world. It really is. Very much you so. Know? So we always need to advance our capabilities in regards to what we give our firefighters to go into those particular buildings to not just help themselves, but help the victims and, you know, save lives and livelihood. It's, it's a, it's a fun time right now and looking yeah. forward to the future. Well, you know, as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking to myself, like, Oh my gosh, like there are guys and girls that sit in rooms and make this unbelievable and, and just, you know, narrow in on technology and makes it better and better for guys like myself. And they don't even know who we are. Like we don't know nope. who they are and yet they're working night and day to better the product for us, which in turn creates a better firefighter and a better experience for the people that we serve. I mean, it's, and we always, we we have to be careful though, too, right? There is, there is something as too much technology, right? You know, I, I, you know, I see stuff from our, I see stuff from our engineering team and I'm like, no, take it back to the box. Slow down. Slow down. Really cool. But in the, in the 20 minutes that I'm in a burning building, and things are just happening so fast and the environment is changing so much yeah. that we have to be much more mindful of the application. That's why we truly do build cameras specific to the fire service com- compared to cameras specific to our industrial and personal applications. You know, if you're doing a routine inspection in a manufacturing facility, if it takes you an extra 10 minutes, no big deal. Right. If it takes you an extra 10 minutes in the fire service, yeah, that's we're half in trouble. my air, we're in trouble, right? Like yeah, we're in trouble. that's not, so you got to really look at it from both sides of that fence. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's coupling technology in today with the institution of traditions and the values and cultures that we carry. And it's respecting yep. that, um, that relationship, if you will. Yeah. And I know that sure. you guys very much do that. I mean, you guys are certainly a leader in a space. I mean, God, you said it before you invented thermal imaging, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, that's exciting to be able to work for a company that has so entrenched in that, you know, lane. It's just yeah. gotta be exciting for you as well, especially being a firefighter. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see oh. what we, see what we have in different aspects of our business and how we can, you know, take that to benefit what, what's my grassroots, right? I came here eight years ago to be a regional sales manager specific to the fire service for the Eastern U S Yeah, you know, I've grown in my position. I've taken on different responsibilities, but this is still my home, right? I love it. this This is what I love. This is these conversations, this activity, you know, it, this is, this is my fun space. Good. And that's why I wanted to do that with you today. Um, FLIR has always been a, a strong partner of ours. We've had a great relationship over the years with National Fire Radio. You guys supported our On Tap series where we were doing training events, uh, live training events. We're going to get back to that. Uh, you guys have supported conferences and different endeavors that we've been involved with. Yep. And so it's a partnership. And I, I firmly believe that we have more of a responsibility than ever now in the fire service to 
build these relationships because the only way we push this job forward is when manufacturers and firefighters and in the middle people, we all get together for a common good and push this job forward. And that's what this yeah. conversation is today. Yeah, Great I put on all our engineering time all, all the time, voice a customer, right? Go yeah. out and find that department that has 150 of our cameras and say, what do you think should be next? You know, yeah. what will benefit your job compared to what we have today compared to what we need tomorrow? You know, voice a customer is key. And, you know, we do a lot of that. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. So moving forward, if somebody is interested, where can they find more information? Obviously online. I mean, that's an easy one, FLIR.com. I mean, that's yep. super simple. Um, but just moving forward, if people are looking to uh, educate themselves on cameras, demo cameras, things like that, how do they communicate with FLIR if they're, they're, if they're interested in the K-Series line? So they can, you know, a couple different ways. Yeah. You know, they can go online, request information. We'll get them connected with one of either one of our regional sales managers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or we'll get them connected with one of their local distributor reps, right? Right. You know, every firehouse has, you know, that guy that they like buying tools from. You of know, course. I, I have it at my firehouse. Yeah, right. right? Absolutely. You know, so you, you reach out to them and say, hey, you know, we want to see some uh, thermal imaging cameras, you know, and do your due diligence. Look at everything, right? Markets change dramatically. You know, I enjoy departments that will take the time to really evaluate everything that's on the market, you know, put it in that hot environment. Everybody can make an image that looks really good in your fire, you know, in your fire room, in your conference yeah. room, right? Yeah. Everybody can do that. Sure. What really matters is how does it perform when you really need it to perform? That's where we really are outstanding, in my opinion. So look us up, you know, hit us up for more information. Talk to your local distributor. Get us out to your next training night. You know, put my guys to work. I want them out there traveling and buying pizza you know, and beer so they can go out and have some fun. So yeah. utilize them, right? Utilize Yeah, them. it's good. It should be said too, right, Jason, that let's put these cameras through the paces. If you're going to buy a Absolutely. piece of equipment like this, put it under the conditions for which you want to use it. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, if you, not everybody has access to a burn building. I, get I totally it. get that. Yep. You know, I've done tons of stovetop demos. Yeah. You know, back in my, you know, regional days, I've done tons of the dollhouse burns. Sure. You know, utilizing the thermal imaging camera, subject it to high heat. That's the big part because when it's that particular environment, that's when you need it to perform the most. Yeah. I love that. Very well said. Well, Jason Messerschmidt, thank you, brother, for joining me today. What a great conversation. It's always fun catching up with you. Um, thank you, man. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun, a lot of good information. Um, and ultimately, you guys are going to be at FDIC. You're going to have uh, different, a couple different locations at FDIC where your product will be on display. Yeah, right. yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have some some of our just some of our larger distributors have their own booths at FDIC. Right. I will actually be there with our our Teledyne gas and flame counterpart. So come right. talk to them about gas monitoring. You know their new gas laser device. You know, so we'll have a, a ten by twenty booth where our regional guys will be there and our Teledyne counterparts for gas and flame will be there. So come educate yourself, you know, come hit us up, take a peek at us. We'll be more than happy to talk to you and then follow up after the show. I love it, man. Thank you very much, Jason. I've always appreciated your friendship and brotherhood and uh, what a great conversation today. Thank you for talking a little bit about Teledyne FLIR and um, thank you to the audience of the podcast. We appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, 
and uh, educating yourselves because today's conversation through the friendship that Jason and I have gave a lot of education about thermal imaging and uh, and what you need to be looking for and ultimately the importance of technology within the American Fire Service today. So thank you for tuning in to the National Fire Radio Podcast. Jason, thank you again for joining me, brother. It's always good to see you and chat with you. And uh, we look forward to talking with you guys and working with you again soon. I appreciate it. Thank Stay you, right man. here. Really appreciate it. Yeah, don't leave yet. And uh, everybody else listening, thank you for tuning in. And do me a favor. This is one of those conversations where you want to take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Talk about the job, because when we talk about the job, we make the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Hang on. <laughs>